0: I missed you. Did you? That's nice. Did you have fun with Dylan this week? I had fun with Dylan this week. I'm Uncle sorry, Dylan. Off the
1: hop, I'm so sorry that you're not really in this podcast a ton because I don't want Dylan in it.
0: I know, I was like, <laughs> oh, Dylan and I talked about a few really funny no. things. Like, what do you think if I put some of that audio in? You're like, no, no, I know. no. Dylan isn't part of the podcast. Ah.
1: I, well, and I feel bad, but it's less work for you, so that's good. Yeah. But no, no, it's not that I, I just wanted, uh, I wanted you, that's all. Not, but also not Dylan, that's all.
0: <laughs> Are you jealous that I was with Dylan this week? No. Is there some jealousy? <laughs> no, happening? not at all.
1: Did you guys have fun? Tell me <laughs> yeah, about it. it was I, fun. I didn't listen a lot, I'll yeah. be honest. I don't wake up, but yeah. Uh, was it good, though? Fun it time? It was
0: good, yeah. It was, uh, I mean, other than waking up at three o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. um, Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to like mix things up a little bit, you know, because I was feeling so like just mundane and like, it was just the same news every day. And we're just kind of going through this cycle of like doing the same thing every day and Mm -hmm. we're like, we were going into work, but man, like it was getting to me. So it's nice to just kind of mix things up a bit and be like, oh yeah, change can happen. And like, that's okay. Like, this is good. I don't know. Okay. I want to ask you
1: about that. uh, But first, just real quick, did Dylan tell you about his sunshine lamp? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so I haven't talked to him about it, but Bud told me all about it on our Geeko podcast this week, and it sounds like an absolute life-changing thing for anyone who has to wake up, you know, in any time where it's before sunshine out. Mm -hmm. And we really ought to, I think, all of us, I'm sorry what this means for radio in our industry, but we have to get rid of the clock radio and the alarm and the buzzing Mm -hmm. and all this horrible noise to wake us up, jarring us out of sleep and move to this gradual half an hour sunrise lamp bulb orb that he dylan has yeah if you don't know what it is it's like a a a light that
0: mimics sunlight Mm -hmm. and it like brightens the entire room like a sunrise um and you can set it to certain times obviously and Mm -hmm. for me like i'm a heavy sleeper like i'm i'm so good at sleeping, like I can fall asleep right now on the ground. But, like yes. I'm really good at it. Me too. I don't want to brag, but I'm bragging. Um, but it's also like <laughs> a pain in the ass to wake up because I just want to be sleeping all the time. Agreed. And I immediately thought like light doesn't wake me up. Oh no? No. Really? No. It wakes you up. Yeah, that's and, how I wake up every day. And I sun told comes that, up. I told that to Dylan. You don't set your alarm in the morning? Never. What? Why would
1: I? Afternoon drive. We don't have to be here until, what, earliest we have to be here is 10, 1030?
0: Yeah. Okay. You don't set your alarm for that? No. I do.
1: Wild. Today, I was up at, like, and it varies when I wake up, but, mm. like, today I was up at 730. Sun was up. Yesterday, though, mm. um, for whatever reason, slept till nine.
0: I mean, like, sometimes I'll wake up from that, but it's not, like, I could never rely on it.
1: So you set an alarm I, every day?
0: Every day. Like, three or four. Like and to you wake, wake up at nine 9:00 up? o'clock is hard for me.
1: Really? Yeah, yeah. I know this is. I'm so sorry. This is such unrelatable content for most people. But I feel for people and most people in the world who have to wake up at what? What do people wake six, up at? Maybe six thirty. Set, let's call it seven thirty. To okay, if you got to be at work at nine, mm-hmm. okay, I would probably wake up at seven thirty, and then maybe I get a shower and a quick breakfast in before I jump on the road, yeah. and then I have to be at my desk at nine nightmare most of the year let's say Mm -hmm. because you have to wake up before the sun comes up that is not okay that's not compatible with like our actual natural circadian rhythms yeah and that's why is one of the biggest reasons i feel so blessed to be in the job we are for the time being is like we can wake up with the sun yeah when nature rouses us it's the same thing at night I don't care if it's eight thirty or it's one in the morning. Yeah, sleepy time. I oh, I'm asleep now. I need to go to sleep, and I just do as my body commands. Mm-hmm. And if we all did that more, rather than try and like shove ourselves into this horrible nine to five work centric, mm-hmm. you know, capitalist schedule.
0: Yeah. Well, first I want to go back to like the dylan thing because mm. i told him that and he said it he was the same way and yeah. the light still worked for him so if yes. that is something it might surprise you it might work i don't know i might give it a try but also eh, whatever
1: I, I think it would really work for you yeah, yeah. see see what see what happens but, if you just didn't set an alarm just leave your blinds open yeah let the sunlight come pouring in what would happen
0: and and when you're talking about too is just like we're kind of like forced into these like nine to five work days yes. and now that you know we're going through this pandemic and we're stuck at home if a lot of people are working from home we're finding that like when you work, you can like work. You don't really have set hours. Right. Like you might have set hours that you check your email to like be in contact with the people that you work with. But like when it comes to projects and things that you are working on, mm-hmm. um, there, there was like there is studies that are saying that people are way more productive while working from home, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah. And a lot of times people are like starting work and like most of the emails are getting sent out around nine thirty, like right. a little bit later right. than you would when you uh, go to like work or whatever. Yeah. and then people are like yeah, working until like midnight yeah but just throughout the day like as as it's comfortable. and I mean with that too, I just feel like that's what we should be doing in general with work. It's like show yeah. up when you show up as long as you get your work done. yeah, that's great. yeah. Why are we so set? I remember working at a grocery store yeah and um we had to clock in two minutes either before or after within that like two minute minute period okay. of being at work. Yes. and if we didn't, like we would have to call the manager and have a sit down chat oh and it was like God. to the minute wow and i just remember being so stressed out all the time because i like couldn't get to work there on time like Mm. if you miss like one you end up getting there 15 minutes early and just waiting because you're so afraid of like clocking out (laughs) and sometimes you just lose time and you're just sitting and or already working and you miss it by two minutes did you want to sit down meetings yeah i did
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh man um i'm of two minds of the whole thing because on the one hand i very much am supportive of people like uh like I don't have my emails on my phone mm-hmm. because when I go home, that's home time. And I really feel like you just you lock off, you know, uh, you need to be able to separate your work and you from your home time. Yeah, it's time with your family. It's time for I mean, I th- these are hard fought schedules you know, but that was the industrial revolution or I'm not sure when the workers' rights really took hold where it was like the eight-hour workday is a product of we've divided the day, the 24-hour day into three equal parts, a third for working, a third for whatever else in the world you want to mm-hmm. do, right? Like a third of your life should be devoted to what you feel passionate about and what actually feeds your soul and not just your bank account and then a third for sleep because we need it. So, so I, I feel strongly on, on one hand about just – locking those to that mm-hmm. you spend the eight hours at work fucking work mm-hmm. you you know I, I do a, a little bit of goofing off here at work as you know mm-hmm. because of just kind of how it is and mm-hmm. our friends are here and we're jagging around chatting and whatever but I also feel strong that like if I'm just left to my own devices when I get to work I get to fucking work mm-hmm. and I work until my work is done and then I go home yeah okay so I I believe in that but then there's also really something to be said for, and this is something I also do that. Like the other morning, I woke up and I thought of something, and I had to go online and log into my work email to like send a work email mm-hmm. at like seven in the morning. First thing I, when I woke up. Yeah. And similar, like if something strikes me at midnight, I'll fire off an email. So I also feel that too, where it's just like, yeah, if you can just get your work done when it strikes you, yeah. as long as you are being that level of productive. What's the problem with that? Exactly. But if we can do it in four days instead of five, if we can do it from ten to five instead of nine to five, mm-hmm. what's what's the issue here? Yeah. Why be shackled to a time?
0: And this week too, like New Zealand was throwing around the idea of a four day week work week, where yeah. it'd be like ten hours a day. Um, four days a week, and then you get a three day weekend. And New Zealand, first of all, they just like do things right over there. I don't know. I just <laughs> like it. I like I like the shit that they do over there.
1: Um, you love Jacinda. That's I, that's your- all
0: I like. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's dope. And mm-hmm. of, of course, like anything New Zealand does, Canada's like, what? What you up to? What yeah, are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's up over there, guys? Us too. Yeah, same. Um, so a lot of people are now are talking about the idea of. Uh, Canada having a four day work week as like mm. normality, I don't think anything, no officials have really like said their input or been like, yeah, we'll, we'll consider this and have a meeting about it. It's more of just like, they're doing it. Like, what would you think? Like, let's start talking about this in like a casual way. What would you think of a four day work week? Right. I personally like, I mean, we don't really have, it's hard for us to speak to it. Cause I mean, we are only on air for four hours of the day but we put in the amount of work that we want to put into our shows outside of it but it's not like expected whatever so it's hard for us to say but like um, I like I like the way the government does it Mm. in Canada with the flex day. Yeah. Like having, because it's still a treat. Like, I feel like we'd get so used to the four day work week and it wouldn't be like that nice after a while. Mm -hmm. And what I love about a four day work week, like what we had this week, it was that, oh, this is a special treat and we get to look forward to this. And I think like flex days would do that.
1: Yeah. And then do people with flex days also still get like a holiday Monday too? So some weeks they just like work what? Three days? Yeah. Oh my God. I'm pretty sure.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm pretty dang sure. Yeah,
1: that's wonderful.
0: See, wouldn't that be nice?
1: Well, and this is it. Like, like I say, you know, whenever that that revolution was of the eight day or of the eight hour work week, it's outdated right now. Mm-hmm. It's you know, if it's a hundred years old, I think that you know the dream of technology is yes, it's increased productivity, but it's also isn't it supposed to give us more leisure time? Like, that's actually the dream of. Increased automation Mm -hmm. is not to, like, lay people off and, you know, do more with less people and pay those less people. It's actually so that the same amount of people can work less for the same amount of money, okay – and not just for like owners and whatever to just like hoard all the wealth, mm-hmm. but just for people to be able to gen across the board work less. And
0: have more time to do other things that That's can be, that right. can make you money too. That's right. In other ways, but it, sure. it pr- pushes us to be more innovative and more like adapting of the times, right? It's like, yeah. okay, this is covered. Let's move on. What else can we improve? And let's work on that and let's keep moving forward, which whats what we're seeing yeah. with the pandemic too. It's like, okay, this business. Um, you know, plan is not working right now. What can we do in order to keep moving forward? Right. We're out of work. So what can we do?
1: And a lot of places are being really like f- flooded with ingenuity in that way. And yeah. that's great to see. But yeah, I just, this, this model, I think, of working, and I'm not saying like across the board, because it is hard to mm-hmm. to think about different sectors and like, uh, okay, what about the trades? When is it best for them to work yeah. versus like, are we talking about office workers? Yeah, probably they don't need to be in the office, maybe at all, mm-hmm. right? But uh, yeah, they probably could do a flex day across more industries. You know, so as you look at different sectors of work too, it's very clear that the the eight-hour 9 to 5 workday is pretty outdated. We've moved so far past that in terms of technology. Maybe that's what this pandemic does. is like every work sector kind of, you know, falls out of tradition. Mm -hmm. This has been a big jar out of tradition for everybody, right? It's
0: just been written down, and that's the way it is because it says so right here. So (laughs) now the
1: normal is completely broken and has been for a couple of months. It would be interesting to see if one of the um, things that come – comes out of this as we move forward is is just like a readjusting of priorities and like how can we work better how can we work so it's like more like the same amount or increased productivity but with you know, more leisure time equaling better mental health mm-hmm. for more people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That that could be a really dreamy step towards utopia that I dream of and I believe know. in. But. I
0: know. Before all this, I I often thought, I was like, wouldn't it be great if we could just scrap everything and just, like, start <laughs> fresh and be like, what do we want to see? Like, what, mm-hmm. what I, right now stands in our way? It's like, oh, having to go back and change everything, yeah, you know, so let's yeah. just keep moving forward. But, like, if we just had a clean slate and just, like... What kind of world do we want to live in? I mean, it would be chaos trying to apply on that, sure, but, like,
1: yeah.
0: it's almost what we're doing.
1: It's a soft reset. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's wild. Yeah. Um, so in Victoria this week, we're in our phase two of reopening. Yeah. And BC in general. But, like, man, the island's doing very well. Yeah. And, I mean, we're not going to get ahead of ourselves or anything, but we haven't had a new case. In over, it's been two weeks solid now. Two weeks without a new case. On the island. On the island specifically. Only one person has an active case and that's in hospital right now. Mm -hmm. Like we're, we're doing well. We're doing real well. We're seeing like restaurants and pubs reopen and (sighs) stores. Have you been yet? Okay. So. Oh boy. Yeah. Wednesday, (laughs) Thursday, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday, yeah. I went for a walk downtown uh, just to go see what stores were open because my partner wanted to get some clothing. Yeah. And um, we were a little anxious about it. We're like, let's just go walk and see. Like, we don't have to commit to going into a store. Yeah. But, so we were walking. The smaller stores, we did feel a little uncomfortable just because we weren't sure of, like, the new protocols right. around things. You know, this kind of was like, I don't know what you want me to do when I walk into the store. So mm-hmm. someone just guide me kind of thing, but we yeah. weren't really ready for that. But we noticed that the bay was open. Oh, the big, yeah, uh, store, department store. Department so we here. went there, and um, it was completely empty. Everything was on sale pretty much, like 70% off Get a out. lot of stuff. Wow! So um, they have little signs there that it's like, only touch things if you're interested in them, okay, like try yeah. and refrain from touching, stay apart. Everyone was wearing a mask who was working there, and like, just felt like pretty comfortable. Yeah. Bought some stuff, bought some sunglasses. Really? And, um... Nice sunglasses. Ray-Bans, baby. I never Ray-Bans? I've never bought like anything over $20 when it comes to sunglasses. Were they 70% off? Uh, they were 40 or 20% off or something like that. Still good. So I That's... got it, I got them on sale.
1: Oh man, I'm so happy for you. Thank
0: you. I don't know how it's going to go cuz <laughs> I'm one of those people who just buys cheap ones and then they break or Same. I lose them yeah. and I just uh, it's a cycle cuz I know I'm really clumsy and shitty yeah. with my belongings. But I was like, you know what? This year I'm going to try. Yeah. Just because I'm not spending as much. And it was on sale. I was like, "Frig, I've been looking at these sunglasses for a while." Oh, okay, girl, Bob!
1: I'm so happy for you because I did you. the same thing earlier this year. Yeah, and uh, so far so good. Touching all the wood, but yeah. like, yeah, I I think hopefully there's an amount of like, oh, I spent more than twenty dollars on these. I'll be a little bit more mindful about them and just yeah, put them in, in their the place in the case in the important. case yes.
0: Yeah, so I think, I think it'll be good. Good for you. Uh, I'm so you. happy. I can't I'll wait you to you them see you later. Them. Yes. Um, And then uh, we were walking in James Bay, and my local water and hole, the Bent Mass, oh boy. was open. Yes. So Patio we or were, inside, too? Both. So mm-hmm. we, we were going to go get a beer and play bocce in the park mm-hmm. from the liquor store, because that's what we do, is we all drink in parks like we're teenagers again. Of course. But then we're like, oh, f- fuck, you want to get a pint? And it was like this, like okay, let's let's talk it through. Okay, should we go do this? And we're like, yeah, you know what? Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. So we went to have a pint, and like I got so drunk off a pint because a yeah. pint is way more than a can of beer.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> and we had like fat tugs, which is like seven percent. Anyway, got drunk off a pint of beer, and I was having the best time. There was a moment where we looked at each other and we're like. I'm having so much fun. And we were just sitting, drinking a beer on a patio and oh. how wonderful it yes. was. Oh, it's making me appreciate these things so much more, yes. which I love. I love it so much. Um, not pressuring anyone to do that here in Victoria if not. you're not comfortable with it. Yeah. But like that little baby step that we took felt so good. And I, it really boosted my mood for the rest of the week. And I was like, oh, I feel hopeful. Yeah, feel like things will get back to normal. And if not, like I'm just appreciating things a lot more. It's really nice. Yes. Yeah.
1: I, I love that. How about
0: you? Have you tipped, <sighs> dipped your toes in
1: I, this new phase? Not really, and I like the only place I've been to is the soap store that I've been going to, right? But and I'm wearing my mask, and but I I I do want to do that, you know. I often go into like a bit of a hibernation mode all through the winter, anyways, mm-hmm. so that when it's patio beer season, I am just so appreciative and in love with that, anyways.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I I think that this year is going to be just. That much more yeah that it like it it really got taken away from us kind of uh you know in the f- last few months that it is going to be like double down on that feeling of okay we can do this again mm-hmm. and yeah it is so wonderful oh the patio beer god bless it right yes
0: and so i think like a lot of people are you know just from what i've seen online and stuff is that people don't want bc to be reopening because they're right. afraid and like yeah. that's the thing but like we're also looking at media from, like, the States and the rest of Canada, yeah. too, you know, so it does seem very overwhelming, and I'm not pushing anyone to do anything, but I I understand how people are feeling also when it comes to, like, not feeling comfortable to go out and yep. be normal again, and they just want to keep staying at home. Like, that's fine.
1: That's but- the one thing that I'm really glad about, in British Columbia especially, but maybe even across Canada, and of course there are exceptions. You are going to hear from some ding-dongs, but for the most part this hasn't been politicized in a way that's like you know cuz you just the, the stuff you hear in the states is like you're you're bad for wearing a mask mm-hmm. or like you're taking away my freedoms and like that kind yeah. of ridiculous yeah. talk and it's just like dude to wear a mask out in public is no more a a a A stealing of your freedom as it is to make you wear a seatbelt when you're driving in a car Mm -hmm. for right now. Okay. That's, it's just a little bit of a enhanced safety measure that doesn't put you out. No. Could help you, could help other people. Doesn't matter for right now. You know, I don't want to wear a mask forever. None of us do. But for right now, let's just do. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, Canada and British Columbia and the islands are just on board.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yep. sucks, But guess what? We're doing it because it's just good for everybody. That's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. We're not going to make this an issue. We're not going to fight about it. We're not going to politicize it. We're just going to do what's right so that we can do what's right for everybody and get back to a good place as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. And that's been really, really lovely. And um, yeah, and I just I'm looking forward to it continuing on in that way. In a smart, safe chill supportive way and that's the big thing is it like yeah if you go into a place and you're not quite sure mm-hmm. what the new normal is should i be wearing a mask don't touch anything what does this sign say how yeah. far apart do i have to be we're getting there we're learning it together and there's no need to like shame people who aren't quite there yet yeah so we're seeing a little bit of that but not for the most part not yes you know we're not that divided and it's like either follow all the rules or you're bad for following them and you're good yeah, yeah. your freedom's taken away all that argumentative shit we're not, for the most part, doing that. Yeah. What are you trying to do? Everyone's trying to do their best.
0: And yeah, and everyone's trying to keep safe. Everyone's a little scared. Everyone's trying to keep safe. They're yes. trying to be in control of the things that they can control. Mm-hmm. And if that's taken away from them, then it's threatening. Yeah. Um. So, like, yeah, just think about that. If you're going into a store, like you were saying, it's like, don't shame people. Don't take out your phone because someone's not doing something properly. Yeah. They're probably really scared and anxious and are trying their best. Yes. Or maybe they do need, like, a little bit of talking to you, and you can do that in a way that's, like... You know, helpful yeah. and supportive, and not going to make them not want to leave their home ever again. Right, because you're making them feel bad for trying. Yeah, you we're know? yeah. not trying. You know,
1: I, this morning. Okay, so that's uh, the only place I've gone to is the soap store. Uh, today I went there. I was wearing a mask. There were three ladies in there, none of them wearing mask, and all standing way too close together. Mm-hmm. But and so I noticed it because obviously, everyone's just hyper aware of everything. So I get that we're all doing that. We're all seeing these things, but. Mm-hmm. I didn't give them a dirty look. I don't know what their situation is. Yeah, Maybe they all sisters together. living together. Right. Who knows? Yeah. Okay. so And that was fine. And they didn't give me a dirty look from wearing a mask either.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And great. You know what I mean? That's because it. because they, they know what's going on. They know what I'm doing. I'm not there to rob the place. Yeah. I'm not scaring them. They know what's up. They've made their choice. I've made mine. We're all just getting through. You know, it's like when I don't think that. I'm going to now catch something from them and go home and die. And likewise, I don't think I've given them something and they're going to go home and die. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not where we're at. We're all just making our best choices for each other, whatever they happen to be based on our own circumstances.
0: Yeah, and assumptions as, you know, something that's not fact because you don't know what yeah. other people are going through. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah, so this podcast is different than the usual one. I I'm guess. sorry that
1: you're not in it more.
0: Uh, oh, it's okay. I, I That was my choice. I just got rid of a lot of the things I was saying. So it's mainly Paul and Art, which is cute and nice. There's
1: a little art and yeah. I at each other, yeah.
0: Yeah, so enjoy. And we're back together next week, so we'll have a regular podcast for you next week. Thanks for listening.
1: Welcome to phase two. Let's do phase two. I was asking around today, is like, does it feel any different at all? And I know a lot of people, um, certainly with the like, and I don't wanna say this is more important than the socializing aspects of just life, but it seems like the business aspect, the opening up of the businesses, seems to be like a kind of a slower we'll wait and see type of thing we're going to take another couple of weeks to really get things settled and sorted and how we want to do it i know that like my barber shop isn't even taking they're they're not even open to like to call them to make an appointment for another two weeks and then they don't open up for another two weeks after that so that's one example And a lot of people are just going to be really nice and slow on this Um, which is you know as much as we all want the economy just start slowly chugging back to life in British Columbia. It does feel good and responsible that we're all, you know, is like doing what feels safe first compared to a lot of states in the US, which are just flinging the doors wide open, right? It's so funny. It's like, compared BC, I was like, all right, everyone, we've done a real good job over the last couple of months. Uh, we're going to take it nice and slow, open things up. And you see down the States, it's like, have we done a good job? No, not particularly. Should we just fling our doors open? Here we go again? Yeah. Yeah, let's try that. Let's see how that goes. The other thing is that now we're allowed to hang out with up to six people, right? So what's interesting there is you really find out the pecking order of who you're friends with. So last night, for instance, I got called to Kirsten James' house. At like 9.30 at night, only after one of her friends had bailed. So... Good to know that I'm exactly number seven, Kirsten James's number seven favorite friend. Still an honor. Didn't make the cut. I'm not in her MySpace top friends, but number seven on the list. Still felt good. Didn't go to her house though, by the way. I was like, I'm good. This is a very interesting text message here from a zoner named Natasha says that uh, the reason that some people are taking it so slow is because they have to order and procure all sorts of equipment, sanitizers, cleaners, plexiglass, all this stuff to make sure that they're following the safety precautions that have been laid out by the provincial government. And uh, those things can be, uh, number one, very expensive and number two, quite hard to find. So that is a very interesting point.
0: In celebration of the 40th anniversary of Terry Fox's Marathon of Hope, Adidas has uh, released a commemorative collection with all net proceeds going to support cancer research. So the brand will release uh, shoes that Fox wore on his epic cross-country journey, as well as a special edition Terry Fox t-shirt. Adidas hopes to raise $1 million for the Terry Fox Foundation through a series of drops over the next six months, and the first drop arrives tomorrow, and Dylan posted an article of this on our facebook page which you can go check out
1: i've been to the terry fox memorial that's just outside of uh, thunder bay a few different times and it's a very powerful and moving spot for sure and and such an inspirational true canadian story i'm generally a nike guy as far as the sneakers go but um it's true these adidas look really classic really really good might have to stray over and, and pick those up
2: Hey, is this law? So here's the thing. You were talking last week about uh, Digby's Doghouse? Yes. Yeah, so I got to Googling when I got home from work, and I started looking at Digby's Doghouse, and by the way, hilarious. Mm-hmm. And number two, I started with my partner, and I'm like, so this is kind of a version of Mr. Ed. You know, they like talk horse. Wow, good point. Yeah, and then it hit me. So they put, you said they put peanut butter in his mouth to make him talk. Yeah. And I'm thinking Mr. Peanut Butter. And then I'm thinking Mr. Ed is BoJack Horseman.
1: Wow, okay.
2: Is there a connection there or what?
1: Wow, wow. All right, let's just lay this out for people maybe who don't know what the hell we're talking about at this moment.
2: Well, at the moment, I don't really know what the hell we're talking about. Dean <laughs> Digby's Doghouse, but when I put all this together, I'm like, I got to talk to Paul.
1: Digby's Doghouse was a show back in the, was it 1990s, I think? Yeah, back in the 90s. It was a Canadian show where the premise was that a family's uncle and their dog were riding in a car together and they got into an accident and lightning swapped their bodies.
2: (laughs) Classic premise. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And so the dog came home with the uncle's mind in his body and then would, I don't know, help the kids solve crimes or something. I can't remember after that. Yeah. And that's what they did, right? They, they put peanut butter in the dog's mouth so it would look like it's talking and then they would lay the voice track over that. Yeah, yeah. And it was so cheesy corny and then it had a bit of extra fame when that's what Billy Madison is watching in the movie Billy Madison.
2: Speak for yourself, moron. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that is funny. <laughs> yeah, Billy Madison, that's right. So, yeah. So it's actually not even called Digby's Doghouse. It's just Doghouse. Doghouse, that's right. Or Mr. Peanut Butter's house, as I'm calling it now. And then I also got to thinking, do you think there's a crossover episode? Do you think Digby the dog goes to visit Mr. Ed or other way around? Well,
1: that's one line of thinking for sure. But when you start saying all this stuff, all I can think about is a live-action, half-CGI, half-peanut-butter-in-the-mouth version of BoJack Horseman (laughs) where there's like an actual horse's head on a guy's body and then Will Arnett's voice.
2: Yeah, that's exactly what all this is. And then it comes out again because they've used up all the good ideas back in, you know, before the 90s. So they're just regurgitating things again, but now they're tricking us by giving it different names and and making a cartoon instead of some goofy dog with peanut butter in his mouth.
1: Honestly, I mean, this is exactly what Netflix should be putting into production right now, and you could probably film it and keep safe social distance in this time. I think it's a no-brainer, dude.
2: Oh, absolutely. All they need is a Todd and everything's good to go.
0: Today is World Bee Day. The UN designated May 20th as World Bee Day to uh, raise awareness of the importance of pollinators, uh, the threats they face, and their contribution to sustainable development. Uh, to mark the day, a virtual event under the theme Bee Engaged will highlight the importance of traditional knowledge related to beekeeping, uh, the use of bee-derived products and services, and just their all-around importance. The online uh, event is through the U. Website. Of
1: all the days, oh my God, I grow exhausted of uh, oh, National uh, Baloney Day, uh, uh, day to celebrate baloney, like all of that, right? It's, you know, this, the, like the, those days
3: if, exist, so you can make fun of them.
1: I understand, and uh, guess what? There's bigger, more interesting things for me to make fun of. Even like there's two National Radio Days a year. What? There's like National Radio Day and Global Radio Day. I work on the radio, and I clearly love radio. And I hate these days so much. Finally. Don't celebrate radio twice a year. Finally there is now a day we're celebrating. Today is World Bee Day. Be- the bees deserve a recognition. The bees deserve a day of celebration. And to do whatever we can for the bees. Because if the radio turned off tomorrow, radio waves just dropped out of the sky, everyone would be like, oh, well. I just guess I'll get out my old cassette tapes and listen to it. <laughs> uh, You're saying we can do without radio? Uh, uh, Damn it, Paul. Uh, I would come over to your house and tell you the weather like twice an hour, okay? But if the bees all drop dead, we all drop dead. Yeah, That's true. what's up, okay? Essential service, the bees. Without pollination, we're done for.
3: Did you know there's 20,000 species of bees around the world? Of
1: course I knew that! Yeah. no, nah, I'm just kidding. I didn't know that. But... Uh, Today is Bee Day, the city of Victoria. Art, you sent us this nice tweet saying that uh, we recognize the importance of promoting the success of these local pollinators and uh, recently installed signage in 14 bee houses as nesting sites for mason bees and leafcutter bees in Beacon Hill Park. Yeah, that's nice.
3: It is. I could do without wasps, though.
1: Oh, dude, there's no question. Wasps are... uh, the worst i can't even yeah i can't even talk about wasp i'll end up saying a naughty word on the radio Wasps are jerks but um the bees god bless them i was thinking i really want to get a these bees houses that they installed in beacon Hill park are, are quite pretty and you can make a bee hotel do you know about those
3: no tell me more
1: they're similar to the bee houses they're just like these little structures they're not big and they've just got these little tubes in them, and you hang them up in your yard, and then the, when bees are doing their thing or whatever, if they get tired, it kind of is similar-ish to a hive looking to them, so it attracts them, and then just go in there, and then just take a little break. And they go, and they have a little pee, a little bee break, a little nap if they need to, and then they are re-energized, and then they can fly on, and it like is really helpful for the bees. Well, let's just make a ton of those, because the bee, the bee population is down, man. Yeah. And have you heard about no no mow May? You know what that is? No. If you got a lawn, and even if it's like looking kind of haggard, and it's got all the little like you know yellow dandelions and all those awful flowers and stuff, only those little weeds and everything, leave it for the month of May. As the bees are starting to get to their good work, they would appreciate it. Oh and really? They appreciate the like even those weeds and stuff have the pollen that the bees need. Who knew you knew so much about bees? I am passionate about bees. All right. Okay, so. (laughs) Let's have two days celebrating (laughs) bees, not radio days. Give them a week. Give them a month. We need the bees, and feel free to let your lawn get totally shaggy this month. Talking a little bit with Art on the News about a uh, is like you know normalizing masks, and does it feel weird or whatever in the public to wear a mask? Do you want to hear a wild story? Art I'm talking to a really good friend of mine who's like I don't know eight months pregnant right now, okay, and was wearing a mask. I had to go out in public for like an ultrasound or something. Was wearing a mask, and uh, some guy yelled at her for about wearing a mask, and said something like, uh, "What are you wearing a mask for? Don't you know it's a pandemic?" Oh man! <laughs> do you know what I mean? And so I, she told me the story. I was like, "Oh my god!" And just like all of that together, and so I, you know, I just want to. Um, I think the best thing to do would be to take a, a collection and uh, purchase this guy a mirror, because clearly there's no way he could go home at night and look himself in the face. <laughs> I also And think- know that he yelled yeah. a conspiracy theory at a very pregnant woman. <laughs>
3: Premier John Horgan says there's been some bumps in the road, but overall he's been happy with the way phase two of the BC economy restart has gone. We've been clear with employers and as we've talked through the Economic Recovery Task Force, there has been a sense of cooperation and a hopefulness from both labour and employers groups and I'm confident that we'll get through this. Horgan says businesses and employees should take it slowly to not feel forced to reopen if they don't feel like they can do it. Horgan also addressed the acts of racism that has gone on throughout the province during this pandemic. Hate has no place in British Columbia. We are a strong and vibrant economy and a strong and vibrant community because of the diversity that is what makes up this great province. I I just can't uh, stress enough how it's just no longer acceptable. And I'm uh, grateful to see citizens standing up to racism when they see it. Uh, A number of news stories about individuals who said, enough is enough and stepped in the way of racist behavior. We need to do that with increasing regularity. Oregon's done a great job during this pandemic. There is one criticism I have though. And you hear it probably in these sound actuality clips. He's constantly like banging his hand or something against the <laughs> against the desk, yeah. and you can kind of hear. Kind of sounds like a drum noise yeah. during his audio, and I think it's just because he talks with his hands and he's like constantly hitting. It's very it's
1: very annoying when oh, I'm listening to it. Listen, I'm the same. I'm all constantly <laughs> banging the desk, and Jenny claps all for just, like she's just giving herself a hand the whole show. And so this is this what animated people do? And you sure. know it what do you want him to be doing the old like thumb points like classic american politician like the Obama thumb point yeah Obama <laughs> Clinton they do the thumb point. Yeah. I don't mind it that eh, good bang your head on the desk make he's making a point that's the only criticism I've had of okay. what he's done he's very good hey Paul how are
4: you I'm okay
1: how are you I'm um, I'm great now okay number one do you even want me to use your real name on the radio
4: it doesn't matter
1: okay um, because I, I feel, you know, that you're a little embarrassed, you said, but I don't think you should be. I think it's just different strokes for different folks, but, uh, you are by far the winner of the most emails on your phone on red.
2: Uh huh.
1: Um, I want to start with, you've got uh, nine missed phone calls. That's uh wild 75 unread text messages.
4: <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Probably go through those. They're old. They're old. Yeah.
1: yeah. And 152,164 unread emails.
4: Straight
1: up order. Congratulations, Kelsey. I mean, no. Like I said, it's you're either one way or the other. You either open them all or you don't open any of them. And you, in your way, are by far the winner and most accomplished of collecting emails. How did this happen? <laughs>
4: Started probably in, like, 2006 or seven. It had to do with work, so I was kind of told that I wasn't following directions that I was told or something, so I saved, I, I've always saved my emails to back up directions that I've received in the past. So, it's actually come in quite handy for okay. personal reasons. So, now I never delete them, ever, and that includes my personal email as well, right. which is Straight up, just all
1: junk now. Well, that's what I was going to say is I have to imagine that you are signed up for every newsletter and business sending you out every sale. Because I, I get so annoyed by those, right? They just, they send me like, there's a sale going on, on these shorts that you bought in 2008 and there's a sale. It feels like every single day and you send me. but I unsubscribe from all of those to do what I can to stop that. But you just like, let it all fly in.
4: Yeah, and I feel like it's gone past the point of no return. Like, how do you unsubscribe to that many?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. No, I I feel that.
4: Straight up the new email address.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so now this, we started talking about this because of the story where Chris Pratt accidentally had all, like, 30,000 of his emails just wiped. And I said, you know, like, nothing bad is going to happen from that. Okay, that should be the lesson we take. There's nothing important in there. If you can't find it in a pile of thirty-five thousand unopened emails, how how could it be important anyways? Does that give you any a freedom to let go of your emails and just do a mass wipe and start from scratch, or no?
4: I'd probably do that to my personal emails, but not my work ones. Right. I probably like archive everything work related.
1: Yeah. Well. Well, Kelsey, thank you so much. Um, people are asking me if it's, like, making my skin crawl. It's not. I just – I know that we're different. I accept you as you are. I just know that you and I are just different – wired differently, I guess. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Following the breakout success of Michael Jordan in the Chicago Bulls documentary series The Last Dance, ESPN has ordered another series about an athlete considered to be the greatest in his sport.
1: Oh, I'm so glad you brought this up. I saw you tweet about this. So I was like, oh, of course, Art. Is it. But go on. This is interesting. NFL quarterback Tom Brady. Who?
3: <laughs> so, yeah, this is just.
1: <laughs> That's disrespectful, first off.
3: <laughs> go on. Very disrespectful. If you don't
1: know, Art is madly in love with Tom Brady. It's go true. on. Continue. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Uh, but here's my problem with this. Mm-hmm. He's still playing. Yeah, I saw your tweet, and I couldn't agree more. 20 years after the Michael Jordan yeah. documentary. They sat on that footage for over 20 years. That is a big part of what makes that doc great. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. He's Yeah, the guy's still playing. The story isn't finished. Yeah, what if he, like, because this is supposed to come out sometime next
3: year. What if he, like, wins a Super Bowl Two years from now. What if he gets a bionic arm and and wins six more Super Bowls? Yeah, what if something crazy? What if he gets murdered next year? God
1: forbid. Wow, that was I mean, a that dark would be... place to take that, oh, buddy. I'm just saying. Like anything can loud, happen. Yeah, I I know. That's not okay. Look, it, you can announce, the, hey, we like the Michael Jordan one so much, we're allowing similarly unprecedented access to the locker room and all this so we can get all this footage, and then we'll sit on it for a couple of decades and we'll let you know. We'll roll it out on whatever Netflix is in 20 years from now. But, do you know, I know. I don't like that. This is, this is uh, media just not being
3: able to hold their wad. That's what this is. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know. Yeah. Insatiable.
3: Insatiable. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs>